your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom. One of these days, Jane, this screw is going to pop off, and then the mic's going to fall on the ground, and then you'll do the show. Oh, uh, it, well, if you're if you happen to be in here, Jane Claycamp is in here. She's the Lacrosse County Administrator. She's going to hang out for the hour. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. But first, Jane, we got to talk about this Damian Lillard trade. I know you're a big oh Milwaukee Bucks fan. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to mention it. Damian Lillard traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Bucks don't have Drew Holiday anymore, and they got rid of Grayson Allen, the guy that uh, any Badger fans out there remember would uh, kick people all the time. So good news for the Bucks, maybe unless you were a big Drew Holiday fan. Uh, Damian Lillard's like hmm, top five point guard in the league, uh, but I don't think Jay wants to talk about that. I don't think she could even pretend to talk. Do you know who the Bucks' best player is? Uh, yes. Can you say his name? I cannot. I know. Yes. No, I can't. That's, <laughs> I'm not much of. It's an funny answer. because I'm like, wow. Yeah. And this this just yeah. uh, makes sense because his name is Giannis Antetokounmpo, and if you don't, if you're not obsessed with the NBA like I am, then you probably don't. You just trip over yourself say it, trying to say it. I couldn't have even come up with Giannis, by the way. Oh, really? So I could say that, but yes, I. Uh, I, I can spell it. I'm not going to do it right now, but I can spell. <laughs> I've had to do it. I cannot spell Janet Janet Protosewich. I can't spell that one. I have to Google that one every time, and then when I Google it, it the Google laughs at me and goes, "That's how you wanted to spell it." Uh, anyone out there? We're gonna, as a society, we're gonna lose the ability to spell because anytime you just ah, Google will figure it out. It's true. Uh, it, along with many other things, thanks to to. Google, I think. Blame Google for everything. Um, but on the show today, we're going to talk. I think the two big topics that will take out a big chunk of the show are uh, the Hillview Healthcare Center, right? That's the official. Are we going to change the name to something else? I think it we got to change the well, name. Well, Hillview will probably stay. We might change it to something else, but Hillview will probably stay as part of the yeah, name. Yeah, Hillview, I but mean, then that's... something fancier. Okay. Well, let's. I don't. I don't know what. I'll I should have thought of this before. You should have. You should have. We should do a community poll. I think so. Hillview, I mean, Badonka Donk. It'll mm-hmm. that'll end up being the name if you just mm-hmm. leave it open to the public mm-hmm. and then they vote on it. Um, but the Hillview Healthcare Center, you guys uh, passed a. a what do you call that? A, resol- a resolution. Is, is it a yeah. resolution? Holy this moly. This was a resolution. Uh, yeah. Pass a resolution to just essentially overhaul the facility. And uh, we're going to dive into a lot of what that means. But then the other thing, this is kind of a continuation of the last two shows that you and I have had. The other thing is the the budget is getting closer and closer to, I don't know what that means. The budget, we're getting closer and closer to what? Public hearings on the budget or something there- like that? There is a public hearing on the budget. It's, I think, November 13th 13th this year, and it's at 5 o'clock. It will be in the administrative building. And it's just if people want to come in and give any feedback or input on what the budget is about, they can do that. Can people see the budget right now or like the the workings of the 2024 budget? Uh, There isn't anything public right now, but it will be public. I mean, November is November. Right. how does well? We could dive into that too a little bit. Uh, those would be the two big topics. Um, before that, I was just <clears throat> I was kind of brainstorming just generally, like, hey, you know what? Let's do a little civics lesson and how government works. And um, yesterday, I had the uh, the two Oktoberfest guys in here, and we were actually talking a little bit about the the attention the attention the city council gets versus the attention the county board gets. And a lot of people think that the city council, I think the 
I think a lot of people think the city council or just in general give get a lot. The city council gets a lot more attention. I I would say that. Uh, do do you think that's that's true? Or I don't know whether or not it's fair, but mm-hmm. I think that city government in general is more. Um, it affects people's day to day lives, city streets, city parks, uh, park and rec, those kinds of things. So people tend to know more about city government. County government tends to be one, we we have to do whatever the state tells us to do. And generally speaking, that's going to be for people who have some struggles. So whether they're involved in the criminal justice system or they might be, you know, um, be involved in human services in some way or have a mental health diagnosis or something like that. So we tend to You have a health people. department, we have right? A health department. Different from the city, the city doesn't have that. The city does not. And the, obviously the health department was a big deal during COVID, right? It got a lot of great attention and there were also a lot of haters. So the health department was basically a lightning rod during COVID and it was a challenging time. So yeah, the county does... You know, people either, you know, we have a highway department, we operate libraries. I mean, we really have a broad range of things. And generally speaking, I think it's so immense that people don't really understand it. And the county also has, does the county have a prison or is it a, it's jail. a prison? Is it a jail? It's a jail. Okay. Yeah. Well, the city, does the city, the city doesn't have a jail, it's, but it's right over, is it right over here? I just yep. Yep. never walked through the jail before, so I haven't thought about it. Um well, and then and then so there's that there's that whole you kind of have the like negative entities. And I don't know if health is negative, but it's like uh, people who are struggling in one way or the other. And then the county has to, quote unquote, deal with them. It's a bad way to put it, I yes. suppose. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is this is the work that we do and we do it well. And it but it's it's challenging. I'm not going to lie but and the, sugarcoat it. So the county has parks. Don't you we have, have parks? Some parks? Yep, we have. Uh, Veterans Goose, Park. Goose Island Goose is a park, Island. right? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. um, so you get you get to do some of the, mm-hmm. but it's just different. The entity is different. The the way the the city handles, yep. I guess. Well, you when you say parks and rec department, that that encompasses something that. Why doesn't the county have a parks and rec department? We have a facilities department, but they okay. take care of the parks and they take care of all of the buildings for the county. And so, you know, it's just, again, a different role. It's just I, that Bill Murray guy from Caddyshack, right? He's just out there mowing it. the lawns on that's, the parks. That's what it is. Yep. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Jane Claycamp, the La Crosse County Administrator, is going to hang out uh, with us. A, a couple other things uh, that we do have the there's a new newsletter coming out. I think we could just say that right now, right? There is a new newsletter, and I can actually send you. There's a QR code that people can sign up, and obviously we want people to know what the county is doing. Oh, I already so. signed up, Jane. Oh, excellent. I already signed up. I'm so glad. <laughs> and then um, – and also – well, this is a thing that I always have on my notes that we should talk about, but we we I think it just gets to the bottom of the list. And the state is kind of dealing with this, diversity, equity, inclusion. You have a consultant that's kind of – She's months into this, right? She's Shannon Kelly Ray. Yep, she's uh, months into it. Yep. So maybe we can just get an update on on what she's been doing with sure. the county as well you as bet. we argue about whether or not UW system should have DEI uh, in the state legislature. I don't think we'll get into that though. All right, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Jane Clay Campbell, Cross County Administrator, is in here. We're doing a very different show off the air, trying to get our, our notes straight here. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so before we get into the Hillview thing and the budget thing, and just back to like like a civics lesson, I think I mentioned it. I wrote it down anyway, but 
Um, whether or not we have we have some new lacrosse county, how long do you think it takes to get a lacrosse county? Have you ever been like quote unquote a lacrosse county board member? No. Okay. Um, do you think you should? Do you would you well, need to to be the administrator? Like, yeah. would that have helped you? You were an administrator. A long, you've been in the county government a long time. A long so. time. So I don't know when I would have done that. I would have had to quit being. I had to. I would have had to quit working right. for the county and become a county board supervisor. So um, I don't know if it helps or not, because you have to know so much about the county as the administrator. Yeah. And I would say, generally speaking, county board supervisors also have a very broad understanding of general things about the county. Obviously, they don't know the day-to-day operations, but they understand the policy and, and their role in that. So I would say to really know a little bit about a lot of things is going to take longer than a two-year. Should the county board members shadow Jane Claycamp for a day? <laughs> I hope not. No. I hope they don't have to do that. No, I mean, I think that that's part of my job is to try to explain what happens at the county on yeah. a day-to-day. And it is, again, there are 27 departments with probably hundreds of services. So to be able to do that is challenging because you have to try to pick what's most important at any given time and then try to explain it in a way that is understandable and makes sense. And so it is challenging. I'm not going to lie about that, but it's also challenging, which well, is what Well, just makes put fun. yourself in my shoes because then you have to explain... Because I got to be the dumbest of the dumb when it comes to like county or city. I'm probably not actually. After four years of doing this, I probably figured it out a little bit. But uh, man, I'm still learning this stuff. So as a new Lacrosse County board member, I kind of wonder like how long it takes to get acclimated to the position, what I can and can't do, what I should and shouldn't be doing. Yeah. More more so like what should I be doing and what am I you know. Oh, I could be do I could have been doing that or this, sure. I, and I don't even know. I, yeah. I'm throwing those out very like. Yep. Just I think, broad. Yeah, just my observations and my experience with county boards is that some individuals have a hard time understanding the difference between policy, which is what their role is, and then practice, which is what staff does. So we mm-hmm. have department heads that obviously run each department. But sometimes it's, it's easier to know like the weeds than it is the policy. So sometimes it's hard to keep county board supervisors out of the day-to-day because, and they get calls from people, so they want to know how to respond. So it's, it's both. It's trying to do that. And then also just the rules around it, right? So if they get an email, they can't respond to all. They shouldn't be doing, you know, they can't communicate with each other about policy or about their work by email. That also ha- that all has to happen in a public meeting. And I think oh, really? that's hard for people to understand. Government is public. So they shouldn't be talking about their policy by email with multiple people and they shouldn't be having, you know, what are called walking quorums. They can't do any of that kind of stuff. I think that's hard because most people come out of private or, you know, some kind of other organization. Can you give me an example of maybe the county board gets an email from a person like a citizen citizen, like, sure. And and uh like, so I did this to the city council. They were talking about something. I'm like, hey, while you're building 17 pickleball courts, could you throw a couple indoor sand volleyball courts in that facility yep. while we're while we're hashing that out? You yep. know, but like. So what would have been inappropriate then is if you sent that email to all the city council people yeah, and one city council responded to everybody saying, we should really consider Rick's proposal. That would be inappropriate because they shouldn't be having that conversation outside of their city council chambers they should only be having that so that's a great example of you just you shouldn't be talking they it's against the rules basically for them to talk about so if that if that council member or county board member if they got that email 
decided that okay yeah actually i want to i want to undertake this or i think it is a good idea then they would just bring it up at the next That's whatever right. committee or board they would meeting bring it up yep they would make an amendment they would bring forward a proposal hopefully through staff um so yeah that's what they would do to get it part of the agenda and when they make these things because i'll read those and they're gobbledygook you know i can't even the whereas and the you know do they have, do, do they send them to you and go this is my idea now can you put it in to the government jung- jumble so that yes. it comes out. Yes. Okay. That's, that's pretty much how it works. Because <laughs> okay. it's so stupid, the wording on these things. Because yep. I'm, I'll, you know, I argue with Mitch about this all the time. Uh, Mitch Reynolds, the mayor, is like you have the, the like official government thing that you can read and you're like, what are you, what are you doing? I, I read it, but I don't even, it's like reading a book and forgetting. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that. It's just, maybe yep. it's like reading a Spanish book when you don't know mm-hmm. Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but on the side, next to that, you should just have like the, the dumbed down version. Can somebody just write the dumbed down version, whatever the proposal is? Mm-hmm. That's actually, I, I think in some places that happens where there's sort of like a synopsis at the beginning the, of the it, city saying, this council, is what this really does. Yeah. Um, we don't do that. We just have the whereases and the now for be it resolved. I get some of it would be like propaganda, right? Like here's the official thing. And then yep. if I write it, I want it to pass. Well, now it's my propaganda. And if you read it in a way, well, we see this on um it, uh, well, we can't do the we can't do referendums anymore, right? But like certain referendums, but we'll see referendums uh, questions on the on the statewide ballot now, and you'll read it and be like, yeah, that sounds awesome. But if you kind of like interpret it, if you understand yeah. it a little bit, you're like, oh no, you you wrote this in a way to manipulate me to think I'm voting yes. So same thing with like the, a synopsis of a you know government, right? That's kind of absolutely. I mean, yes, all of that is true. It's the the resolutions can be at times challenging because you're taking pretty complex ideas and trying to make it into one or two pages long and trying to make it so the pertinent things are there. So if someone looks at it historically, they'll know what we were talking about. So you try to put in previous resolutions or other decisions that were made to all link it together. And I'm, I'm going to say sometimes that's challenging to try to figure out what's the important pieces to have in here for the future. Yeah. Cause a lot of times I think it's like the media's job to interpret that. And then, then it's me. (laughs) And then you're like, Oh no. (laughs) <laughs> you have to, okay, and then I'm, I'm, sure and then I'm literally just asking the county board member, what does your resolution say? I don't understand what you're trying to pull off here. Um, but that gets to the, 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 the county board is 30 people. Yeah. So then you have 30 ideas. Does it ever get to the point where you're like, oh, my God, there's you all have resolutions this month? Or, no. I, I, I don't see it, but like it could it could be that. But has it ever been that? It could be that. It is not that. And I'm not aware of it ever being that. Usually what happens is a county board supervisor or a few, a handful, will come together and have an idea and bring it forward as, what do you think about this? We usually talk about how it could be approached. How do they come together? Because you've got to do that publicly. Yeah. They, as, long as, they don't, as long as they don't have a quorum. So if you have you know, a person that has an idea. So let's yeah. say I'm on the county board and you're on the county board. And I say, hey, Rick, hey, I had this idea where I want to give a million dollars to every single person who lives in the county. And you're like, that's a great idea. And then you could come to me and say, hey, Jane, we have this great idea. And then we, I would talk about why that is maybe a great idea, but an impossible idea. And then we would have to decide if they wanted to bring it forward anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it just can't be where there's, a majority of any committee or the board talking together. Okay. So the third, so it's going to be 14 people. <laughs> they probably shouldn't, but yes, I think that's, well, I think that's accurate. I'm not the, I'm not the best on. Well, I feel like you got to get a couple of people on board with yes. an idea. Otherwise you're just wasting 30, 29 other yeah. people's time. Right? right. Because like, Oh really? You want to do 
the, the million idea, dollar idea yes. would be a great example of this. Yeah, that would get you a lot of votes if you're up for election. Exactly. But also, really, you're putting this on the ba- on the on the agenda. Yep. And it usually what would happen is, you know, again, if there is an idea, it gets you know talked about with some other people, including the county board chair. It decides which committee it's going to go through. There's all kinds of talk that happens. Does it ever get squashed? Like, it'll just let's just use the million dollars. Like, yeah, we're not actually going to put that on a committee. Yes, it's crazy. That does okay. happen. That can happen. All right. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. Um, when, okay, let's just do the, cause we only have a couple of minutes. The newsletter, Yeah. is it going to come out like every month? Is every it other week. Every other week. Okay. And yep. has there been one yet? Cause I, it might just end up in my spam folder. And there I has got been one. one. There has been one. It's called County Connection. And it basically gives a broad overview of either what the board has done, interesting things that are happening at the county, just gives an overview of what's going on. Is this the propaganda that I was just talking about? It is a little bit, yeah. <laughs> right, it's usually less than five minutes, you know, long to read. So it, yeah, I mean, it's written in a way that everybody can understand it. And so we just realize that it's sometimes it's hard for people to understand what's going on in county government. So this is one of the ways we're trying to help people understand. Well, and you're doing other things too. If you follow the, the county social media, I think I, I'm mostly looking at Facebook, but mm-hmm. would everything on Facebook end up on Twitter as well? Or yep. X, It's pretty um, much the same. but a lot of those are like, here's the roads report for, you know, like, or what a lot of it is a roads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, here's the at roads least every fixing. week there's a roads report. Though yeah. I guess that's going to end here pretty quick. Cause uh, we might get a winter. I, I read that we might not get a winter. Um, and then lastly, cause we're probably not going to get to it, but like, um, Shannon Kelly Ray is the consultant that's looking into, I don't even know how to explain it, looking into DEI. You, you could explain it. Do you want to just explain, uh, where, what, where she's at, what she's doing, where she's at and what the next thing is? Yep. So La Crosse County hired a consultant to help us figure out how to be more equitable within the county as a county government with employees and staff and just trying to make sure everyone is heard. And then also how are we trying, how are we in the community and making sure we're also being um, equitable and treating people in a way that uh, they want to be treated. So she's helping us both with our community kind of outlook and also internally. So she's now doing some um, focus groups that are targeted. And then in October, she'll be doing some public focus focus groups that we will be advertising on Facebook and in our newsletter. So people, if they wanted to attend one of her focus groups, they could. Oh, okay. So they can get involved in that way. Yep. Right now, the focus groups are like through like government focus groups? Yeah, either government or targeted government to a certain group. Employees. Like um, she's done most of those, but now it might be um, a group of people that are African-American or a group of people that are Hmong. So she's doing some targeted ones. LGBTQ. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And then the next thing would be like public. Anybody. Anybody, random. Yep. Um, all right. We're going to take a break. Brad's got to do new Scott's comment coming up. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608. 785-7914 is the text line. Jane Clay Camp, the Lacrosse County Administrator, is in here. See, I always forget because we just talk and then I'm like, oh yeah, the text line. So somebody asked about the ATV usage on counter roads. Where in Lacrosse County? Do we know? Do you know that off the top of your head? We changed some ATV rules, right? Yes, we did change some ATV rules, and I'm not going to be able to tell you which roads are open and which ones aren't, but it is on the, I believe, on the Highway Department's website, which is on the county's website, which would be able to tell you that. Um, I think it's also in the ordinances. But the change, um, if I remember how it works off the top of my head, is that um, probably more roads will be able to be open, but they're going to look at the number of cars around there, how much it's traveled, and some, you know, the, the residential area around it. So they're just going to look at some different things before they open them up. But they, didn't, they chose not to just open them all up. 
I would have added a stipulation that you have to wear a helmet. I don't know if that's the law or not. I don't think that is the law, but ATV versus a motorcycle. I know it's not the law for a motorcycle, but then there are no laws for ATVs on roads, right? Like it's not a statewide thing. So Yeah, I think there's some about you could have how did that, you right? Like, be. hey, if you're going to be on an ATV on a county road in our county, you have to wear a helmet. Could you have added that provision, you think? I don't I don't know. That's my answer. It would have been a great It would have been a great provision yeah. I'm whoever I'm going to say it wasn't talked about <laughs> and but I don't know if we can do that. Um, all right, so I want the the big thing you passed last week Thursday was the Hillview Healthcare Center. Yep. Uh, I, I'm just I should it was, it was like a twenty nineteen million dollar project. It's a nineteen million dollar project, and we're and burning up all the ARPA. We're done, so we've got all that. We're just gonna go all in on this, yep. like a poker game, all in on the Hill, Hillview with the rest of our ARPA money. We are, and it's so twelve million of the twenty two million will be going towards Hillview, but it will be covering a lot of different things. So um, I, I don't want to get too technical, but we'll, we'll, we'll be building or remodeling a community-based residential facility for people who are older. There will be an intergenerational day center, so it would be a place for older people and younger people to be able to um, go for either child care or some older respite care, and that is something the county won't be running. We will actually be entering into a contract with a um, a provider to, to run that service. That, that just sounds to me like we're going to have little kids and senior citizens running around in the same play area. Is it, that is that kind of how that is? Yeah, and it's been there's been some research that shows it's great for both ages and so um it's an interesting thing to try it's been tried in other places so we're we're going in on it yeah i mean that's that sounds you know this is we've had this conversation before now you say because i'm like well then get cooley region involved and bring in the you know the 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 stray animals or what stray i don't know if you want to say stray but bring in the rescue animals well right we can get kids senior citizens and you know the raccoon that that came out of the woods that you may not want a raccoon <laughs> but um we're open to pets coming in that yeah that need to need to be like the pet therapy dogs totally all for that right um so yeah so there's going to be the intergenerational day center and then there's also going to be 10 units of housing that as the city and county continue to work on along with all the community partners about the plan for people who are unsheltered that will be part of the mix. So um, there will be spaces for 10 people to be able to live at, at the Hillview Center. Would you say the is the, the bridge housing thing, is it bridge, is that what you're, is the bridge housing thing the biggest part of the, the plan or is it something else? Like the, it's essentially a remodel too, right? Like, it is, so it's what a remodel. What would you say is like, here's, oh, the biggest chunk of money is going to go to this because we've got to remodel that. The community-based residential facility. Okay. It's the long-term care that's going to take the most money. I mean, the the apartments and the the intergenerational day center are, and, and this, I know this is a lot of money, but they're going to take a small amount of money compared to the the CBRF, which is the community-based residential facility. So, yeah, it's a big – so, for example, the CBRF is $12 million is going to go just toward remodeling, and I think it's about 34 or 38 beds. Um, so it's a big big part of the – big chunk of change. And you, you say that – and I know we talked about this before, but, you know, not everybody listens to every show. Community-based residential facilities would be like the new – senior what is uh, uh i don't even know how to say it yeah so when i'm just gonna when old I folks was, home that's what i wanted to say i will like, i will say yes that could be what you could call it is an old folks home yes um because nursing homes really are now where people go for rehabilitation or short stays because of they've had a surgery or they've had some kind of a fall or something where they need 
specialized care where CBRFs are really what I think of, and maybe they were never this, but it's my belief, is that when I was young, you went to nursing home. It's just where the, I'm using this as a, uh, like where well, the old people went, Well, it's right? where Homer takes his dad, right? That's and then right. He, and no, no, none of our parents want to go there right away, and then they get there, and you're playing Canasta. canasta and, exactly. Well, that's like the, it's, yeah, okay, so that yes. makes sense. So, so it's long- the, yeah, long-term care is a much broader kind of thing. Now, where there's assisted living, there is a nursing home, there's the CBRF. So all take different levels of care and nursing and yeah. all of that stuff. Is Canasta a card game? I, I have don't no have idea. any idea. Why do I think I of know. that? It's a great word, though. <laughs> why Why is that one so expensive? It, like we, Because if you had a, quote-unquote, nursing home already, the old yeah. version, yep. is it just because that doesn't have living quarters? You need, a, you need like a bedroom and a – does everybody get their own – sink and bathroom or kitchen and bathroom is that kind of the deal no they don't get all of that so really so the the building at hillview is what really needs a lot of the work so a new roof uh new electrical new plumbing they need it needs new practically everything yeah and it just hasn't had much tlc over time and so we've realized that every single thing it's like we're rebuilding a building without building it is that everything is going to be different and changed and so when you know a roof on anybody's house is expensive enough. But when you think of that big of a building, it's an expensive roof. So everything just costs a lot of money and you have to make things pretty durable. And it's just an expensive place. So what you're saying is you're putting all those old folks on the top floor, right under the new roof. Is it, so all, you're going to make them go all the way up the stairs. It's all one level. You have to put all an elevator in this thing. All one level. Oh, it's all one level. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Wait, really? It's all one floor. Yeah. This There's thing a is... basement, but there aren't people down there. There's stuff down there. Oh, that's okay. I guess one that level. I've never seen a picture yep. of it. I guess I should just drive by one day. Yep. It's a great big building. <coughs> this is a this is a schematic of it. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I you know what? Like that makes sense. Oh, mm-hmm. it's upside down. I guess it doesn't matter. It's no, a it flat building. Really yep. Um and we can't build on top of it, huh? Because that would be like we talk about that with the schools in the district, right? Like, yeah. hey, if we're gonna expand the schools, can we build on top of them? That's, That's a- always talked about and it it's harder to do again in practice it must be always harder to do than in theory but no I don't think this building was ever built to have anything on top. All right, we can I, I want to talk about bridge housing in a minute but like the Hillview Healthcare Center you've been involved in county government for how long? Oh, 35ish years. 35ish years. Well, how long have we talked about I don't know. Like I, I can you just give me the history of the Hillview like sure. the the impact or historic or Whatever you want to call this, passing this thing last Thursday was pretty big deal, right? It was a pretty big deal. When Hillview, I believe it was built in the 70s, it was a 250-bed traditional nursing home. And over time, a couple of things have happened. One is people tend to go into the CBRFs, which then means that you don't have as many much of a need for a nursing home. And um, nursing care, nursing home care takes more people, more nurses, more CNAs, more everything. And it's hard to find staff for a 250-bed nursing home. So the funding streams tend to go toward other things. Well, on top of that, like nobody can afford the, that anymore anyway, right? Like yep. we can- and so La Crosse County, this is where we are different than most other places, is that we do take keep, take people who are on Medicaid or Medicare, and then that's the rate that we get. Where some private places, they can take people who have some wealth, where La Crosse County doesn't have that. So whatever we do, we are going to uh, take people who have Medicaid or Medicare, and then that's that's what we use to survive on. So we, we aren't trying to, you know, we aren't out to make money. I mean, that's not our role. Our role is to take care of people. And so that's why the assisted living is so important. That's why the CBRF is so important because they don't take as much staff and there's actually a larger revenue stream. 
All right. So for a number of years, 250 beds. That's right. It, like, okay, we, we, this is stupid. We, yes. So we've we, continued we're used, to, because we're, yeah. we're going down to four beds, right? Well, From 250. No, there's no. going to be, I think, 24 beds in the 24. nursing home. And then there is going to be, uh, I oh, think, the crisis centers. Yep. Four there's beds. only okay. four beds. And then there's going to be another, I think, 38 beds in the CBRF. So we'll end up with around 60 or 70 beds. But right now in the nursing home, we have about 50 beds that are being used. So we know that the people who are in the nursing home will be able to transfer to the CBRF. Okay. And, and, uh, I don't know how long has it been since like, you know, we should renovate this thing. Gosh, uh, I've heard it talked about at least for 10 years. Okay. And I'm going to say maybe it was talked about before that, but okay. I've known about it that Hillview that we needed to make some changes with Hillview because the model isn't working. The like it's not, not that working. it's not working, but it's not like beneficial enough, right? And or it's not sustainable. I mean, there's just no way to even sustain it, much less have any sort of ability to remodel it. So when you when you think of a lot of places, you could raise the rate so that you could remodel it and make it sustainable. But it wasn't even that. We couldn't even do that. So that's why we needed to come up with a different plan. So in 2020 or 20, I don't know what your ARPA was like past, was it automatically like, I don't know, as you think, well, you, you weren't county administrator at that time, but you were the assistant where you're like, oh, we can maybe get this thing. Yes. Yeah. That was what happened. And actually at that time, we thought that we were going to be able to build a standalone CBRF for $10 million. And we put 5 million of ARPA towards that. And then that building came in at $20 million and said, so we had to scrap the first idea because it was too expensive. Mm -hmm. And that's when we realized we have this other funds that we could still, so maybe the housing isn't what we want, thought it was going to be, but it's still 10 beds and that's better than zero beds. Yeah. Um, and again, we're fixing the building. The building is going to be in great shape when it's done. It's going to be good for another, you know, 50 years. So it's, it's a good plan. All right. So the bridge housing, you just mentioned there's 10 beds there. That was, that the most controversial part of this. That's what we made. Uh, I think we made as a new story was like, it's not everyone was on board with this thing, but was, was that the most controversial? I would controversial say controversial is a weird word to put to yeah. use that, but I mean, I think that debate most debated. I, I think that, and yes, historically, um, also the intergenerational day center could have also been debated, but I would say the housing was the most. Again, there's uh, people have concerns about, you know, they throw around, you know, homeless people are going to be this and they're going to be this and they're going to destroy things and they're going to bring in all their friends and all of that comes up. But again, we are going to have all kinds of people, rules, um, eligibility criteria. All of that is going to be established so that it's it's not as though we're going to go around in a van and pick up two well, people. Was off that the, the controversial thing? Because I thought the controversial thing was it wasn't enough, like only 10 beds. That's that was also part of it. And yeah. that is also because it's three million dollars for 10 Bridge housing units, that was kind of the argument I heard. Yep. So the county board had allocated um, $3 million toward adult, you know, bridge housing. And then just over time, we couldn't really find a place that we could use for bridge housing. And so as we came into this, Hillview seemed like a good option. And so to remodel that space for people, um, it's going to be, a little, I think, $1.7 So the rest of it will go, again, toward the building of Hillview. I mean, okay. that Hill, Hill, the building itself is going to... It's just going to take a lot. It was, it was kind of a, and maybe I'm misinterpreting. It was kind of a silly argument. We're going to spend one and a half or $3 million to only help 10 people, but it's really to help 10 people at a time forever or forever long. You want to say that it's going to, and then however long, I mean, those people could be in the bridge housing thing for three months and be gone. And then you're bringing the next. And I, and I say, because I'm guessing, is there a pre, have we even figured out like who, 
Like, no. because a lot of times you'd be like, it's only going to be families or it's right. not going to be senior individuals, yep. you know, like. No, it could be a lot of things we've talked about. It should it be for veterans. But again, this is where the, you know, the community, including the city and county, are working on a plan to reduce homelessness. And we want to stay open to what that is until that plan is finished. And that's going to be finished at the end of the year. And so, you know, by January, we're going to have information about what that looks like and feels like. And um, I think it's I think it's going to be a good plan. So. I I'm I could just be off on this. I thought last time or one of the last times that you came on, we talked about having. I want to say it was three million dollars, and it was going to be like, it was going to go to like toward Coolie Cap, and mm-hmm. we were going to buy, yep, a bunch of houses. And I I, I might have been off the air. I was talking. I was like, you're going to take three million dollars to buy a bunch of houses because you're going to buy like a, you know four houses. But you yep. thought I don't know. Is that still a plan somewhere? Yep. So the county board earlier had um, allocated $3 million towards family bridge housing. And then that money was, um, there was a, a request for proposal that was put out and the two organizations that got that money was Cooley Cap and Catholic Charities. And they have agreed to purchase houses, renovate houses for families that are experiencing homelessness. And again, it's for, it's to get them to be able to be able to rent. It's to get that, you know, it's, it's a bridge to housing. So uh, they are in the process of buying homes and mm-hmm. renting them out. And hopefully again, by the end of the year, there will be families living in homes. Was that the, the county take on that whole burden or did the city, because there was also the city county public meeting months ago. Yep. Where we're that teaming up and taking okay, yeah, two different things. So the the city. Well, was, I know that was separate, but yep. when when you say as a county we're gonna we're gonna donate, I don't know yep. if you want to say donate or allocate money to these two groups. Mm-hmm. Did the, does anyone else do the same thing? Because uh, this is always the argument. Like the yeah. lacrosse, the city of Lacrosse is gonna expand and upgrade the Lacrosse Center, and then wants money from the county, wants money from the city of Onalaska because everyone benefits from it. So on the yeah. flip side, well, we want money from the city because we're you know trying to help the homeless people in this regard, do you want to put it on in this as well? Yeah. I mean, I think even at that time we realized that we were going to be in, you know, conversation and collaboration with the city on the adult um, project. And so that wasn't something that we asked for at that time, but we think that again, the project that's going to happen with the city and community partners is going to be great in reducing the number of people that are homeless in our community. All right. We got to take one more break and we'll wrap up with Jane Claycamp, the Across County Administrator. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom in the studio, wrapping up here with Jane Claycamp, the Lacrosse County Administrator. Uh, budget talks coming up. So we mentioned this on November 13th. So it's way down the road, but that will be the first. Will it be the only public hearing on the budget? Okay. Uh, budget is how much? How much money are we talking about? 199 million dollars. Jeez. Uh, so kind of important. And, and when will we start seeing, uh, you know, that go through where, where people could yep. start going, OK, it, it'll be a 75 page PDF that I won't want to look at. And I'll yep. need someone to summarize. I'll need you to come on the next week and summarize it for me. But when will that start? Yeah, there is already an administrator's budget that is out there. What I don't know is if it's public or not, which it seems like it could be at this point, And it might be. And I just mm-hmm. don't know it. Um, but that will be public fairly quickly. And then uh, what happens is at the committee meetings in October, so there are committees at the county board that 
different departments go through. For example, public works and infrastructure, it's the highway, it's uh, solid waste, and it's facilities. So they present their budgets to the public works and infrastructure committee. They ask questions. If they, they present may. their wish list. Is that what that? Well, that actually, or did we do that already? Yeah, that, yep, that already happened. So okay. departments present their wish list to me. We talk about what is needed this year and what they might be able to wait for next year, all of that kind of stuff. Do you ever get like an eye? Uh, we've talked about this, the eye rolling, like you just get the red pen going, nope, nope, nope. Yes, that does happen yeah. periodically. I do not, tr- I, I try really hard not to roll my eyes, but yes, there, I do get up the well, red pen. Our yes. new sheriff, did he, did he squeeze in or sneak in two new sheriff's deputies into there and you didn't red pen that? Nope, he didn't. He, we and I had, he and I had a lot of conversations about it and we realized that. Um, as people move out of more populated areas, uh, there are just expectations about and, and actually what is useful for sheriff's deputies and also the fact that Shelby isn't going to have uh, police anymore. That was also something that made us think that we needed to add a couple of deputies along with the funding from the state. So there was a number of reasons that um, we thought that that would be a good idea. So the shared revenue plan kind of helps mm-hmm. get to other – because you can only use that money for certain things, right, or not? No. Well, I yes and, obviously – that's kind of a well, false you can just illusion. Allocate, you yes. can allocate different yes. ones. When Shelby loses their police, or if they maybe they did already, do they help then? Does that is that how that works? Yep, they, they are actually going to allocate. Yes, right now they have um, indicated that they will commit sixty thousand dollars to the deputy. So that's that's they don't have to do it. So appreciate that. Um, next time you talk to Siegel, just float him my idea of painting the cars like fluorescent green or okay. orange or something All like right, that. I, so I'm we, with you. you know, they're a public service vehicle. Like a fire engine is green. We wouldn't. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, no you could ask him. Um, all right. I think that's that's all the time. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, the the budget, $199 million. What is the biggest, you know, oh, I'm quizzing you now. Uh, yeah. So the biggest part of the budget, where we get money or where we If you want to make people happy, to. you would just say roads here, but no, well, I'm just kidding. So if we talk about tax levy, they're second. So road, So if we talk only about property taxes, roads are second. Oh, okay. Human services we get the most money for human services. They also get the most money. So all the, of the things like, you know, whether it's the juvenile detention facility or mental health or substance abuse or criminal justice, it's human services takes care of a, a lot of economic support. WIC, I mean, all of those things are human services kinds of things. All right. Uh, that's Jane Claycamp, La Crosse County Administrator. Thanks, Jane. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, no show tomorrow because uh, there's, there's a Brewers game. So you, you don't have to deal with me. <laughs>